Welcome to another Queen Deep Dive. Yes, I am on track six, the sixth song on Queen's debut album titled Queen. (laughs) And this is The Night Comes Down. I anticipate this dive will be a little bit different because this song is a little bit different. There's a very specific reason for its difference amongst the songs that came before it. We're not quite so bombastic. We're not quite so enthusiastic. This is incredibly refined, really tight and organized and much softer. And I would say it sounds a little bit more like something you might have heard on a laid back radio station. It's a little bit more relaxed rock. It has its moments of intensity, but this is classic Brian May. Yes, this is a Brian composition. It was written in the year 1970. And this is a rock ballad. First and foremost, incredibly soft, soothing, never was a single, but I think it's truly a standout amongst their lesser known tracks. In fact, I included it on my 30-day Queen song challenge last year, which I did on Instagram. It was one of two tracks I chose to feature as lesser known songs that everybody needed to know. And I chose this because, again, it's very unique on this album. I think in general, it's just a very unique song for Queen. It doesn't really sound like Queen in some ways. It has the characteristic strengths of all of the guys, of course. You've got the flourishes of Roger on the drums. You've got the precision of John on the bass. You've got Freddie's really expressive singing. And then, of course, Brian and his many faceted guitar effects that you hear on all of these different tracks that they've done. So the hallmarks are all there. But the structure of the song is very different. The sound, the production is different. And we'll talk about that a little bit as we get into it some more. So this song is simply structured with a 4-4 time signature. We're not jumping around. We're not skipping beats. It's relatively slow. It sits at about 78 BPM, but it's kind of varied too. There's some moments where it lays back and moments where it builds an intensity somewhat, but it's quite consistent. And we only have two keys. We've got E minor and D major. That is it. It is a relatively simple structure, much more straightforward, not at all the kind of jumping around and roller coaster ride of key changes and time signature changes that we're used to seeing. This is the oldest recorded song on any official Queen studio album. And this recording was done in December of 71 at, I'm going to butcher. Guys, I always butcher the name of the studio. Delane Leah, is that how you say it? I've looked this thing up and and read about it so many times. It was recorded in 71 at Delane Leah Studios. The only song on their debut recorded at this time and at this location, which gives it a different production. The mixing is different. And ultimately the whole sound is different. The guys were hired by the studio to test new equipment. And in exchange, they were able to record proper demos, producing final cuts of this song, The Night Comes Down, as well as Jesus, Liar, Great King Rat, and Keep Yourself Alive. I will never be able to say that title without singing it. Just a warning. There's also a very ambiguous reference to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which is a cool little gem, hey, hey, 
in the first verse. And Brian was, as were the other guys, big Beatles fans. So no surprise there. But yes, this was recorded in 71. And again, the oldest recording on any studio album. They attempted to record it in 72 with Roy Thomas Baker, who's a producer, longtime producer with the guys uh, in Future Records. And they did this to replace the five demos that were done at the studios earlier in 71. But the guys were so unimpressed with those takes that they opted to include this original demo on the studio album. This song was only played one time during a March 72 performance at King's College in London. So this was before any of the massive fandom started, that one performance. And I couldn't really find a recording of it either. I'll have to go look again. Man, I would have loved to have heard this song live. I would have loved to have heard the energy shift because they always did. They would always change up something about the arrangement. And I could, in my brain, I imagine the introduction or the outro, which are both quite extended, just being drawn out further by the guys on their instruments. And there's no piano in this, but I can hear it in my head. Again, I would love to hear... Freddie sit down at the piano and just knock out some crazy arpeggios and chords and powerful riffs and all kinds of things to just amplify the ambience in the song, which is so rich and earthy and warm. It's a reflective ballad. Lots of harmonies that contrast the heavier, driving, experimental rock riffs. That super long intro and that long outro just makes this song such a highlight. It's a very well-rounded and mature composition. The acoustic guitar is featured extensively, which is a nice change of pace. And there are six guitar lines in total. Two, I think, are acoustic lines. There's also a very noticeable, clearer drum sound and more boomy, which I like, than other songs on their debut. And this is, again, due to the different recording setup and the production. Interesting comment that I caught from one of the guys, Roger. I don't know when he said this, but he once said that he didn't care for a lot of the drum sounds on their debut, but I wonder if this was an exception. I have a feeling it may have been an exception, at least for him, because he likes bigger, clearer sounding drums, just like I do. And that's been my biggest issue with Queen's debut in general. Yes, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I want to note that that one of the things that's sometimes lacking on this album is the quality of the drums. I've noticed that big time, that sometimes they sound a little bit thin, a little tinny. There's not a lot of body to them. And this song is a really big exception in my ears anyway. So perhaps Raj would have the same opinion. I would have to find out someday. That would be a question. So what are we singing about here? One of Brian's favorite reflective topics, nostalgia, longing, missing childhood. I mean, we've got lyrics like, the night comes down and I get afraid of losing my way. It's very reflective. It's soft. It all comes together in this beautiful, warm thing. It's not very long. It's not particularly twisting and turning again. It's much more reserved and subdued. But that's what makes it so nice, is you don't expect this coming from the guys. It's, it's a totally different surprise. It's a totally relaxed and almost sad 
surprise. This is super common for Brian, this very reflective, pensive nostalgia. He just likes to sit back and think when he's writing a song. And that comes out very clearly here. I found some contemporary comments from All Music. They're a great resource, by the way. I, th- I think they summarize songs very well. And this is a direct comment from their write-up on this song, The Night Comes Down. Queen's first album differs from many debut albums because it shows an unusually high level of technical polish in its songwriting and arrangements. I second that statement. They go on to say that a good example of this advanced craftsmanship is The Night Comes Down, an ambitious song that combines a delicate melody with a hard driving arrangement to create an intriguing fusion of ballad and rocker. That's the perfect summary of this song. Absolutely spot on and does highlight the technical polish, the professionalism of the guys and how capable they were of not only rocking out and rocking out with fury, but pulling it together and doing something that was much more relaxed and maybe even more American. I've mentioned that before, that some of, some of their songs in a few moments here and there sound like American rock. And I think that this has a little bit of folk going on or something like it. You know, it's, it seems inspired by that kind of sound where we're not driven by harshness, we're driven by reflection and loveliness. It's orchestral, it's rich, it's produced very well. I, I like the production on the song, not just for the drums and how clear they sound, but in general, I think the balance of instrumentations, the voices, the layering of these voices, we'll talk about that a little more, is spot on here. It opens with a clever little drum riff and lands hard on a power chord before it transitions into this beautiful array of guitar arpeggios, these bluesy notes, triplet arrangements, and more and more. Bass ostinato or ground bass. This is a motif or phrase that persistently repeats in the same musical voice, frequently in the same pitch. It's very common in classical music to hear this, especially Baroque and Renaissance. But here we have a lot of that with John doing these kinds of arrangements in this production and this performance. The intro is just splendid, sparkling. It's a shame it doesn't last longer, despite its already lengthy presence. We have lots of symbols, those rising symbols, such sparkle and brightness. Then the drums kick in. And I love the sound on this track, this noticeable presence in the drums. Again, I love it. I wish it persisted throughout the album's other tracks so much. We fall into a dreamlike state with Freddie making his soft and sensitive introduction that when I was young, it came to me and I could see the sun breaking. Lucy was high, and so was I. There's that lyric that we talked about, that little reference to Lucy and this guy with diamonds. The guitar arrangement chimes against the words. It's a pulsing reminder of what we're reflecting on, yearning and echoing around the lyrics. It's clear we're more restrained here. We'll get more of this from Brian in future tracks too, and I really dig this. After that loudness and the shock and awe of previous songs, this is such a welcome breather and a break. There's borrowed chords, i.e. brief chords played in a parallel key with the same tonic. You can also call these accidentals. It creates interest, depth, expression that you don't typically hear in more straightforward song arrangements. It takes an otherwise 
kind of bland, boring, predictable arrangement of thirds up and down the scale and creates so much more character when you throw in a little, oh, wow, that's a surprising note, right? I'm surprised how rich and complex this is. When I went into the song and I, I listened to it over and over again for the millionth time, and I was reading about it, I thought, this is a lot more this is deeper than you think it is on the surface. That's why I'm elaborating on it so much. There's panned percussion, cymbals, snares, etc., on either side, right and left in the speakers. And the harmony vocals from all three of the guys, we've got Roger, Freddie, and Brian, all providing harmonies in the chorus. It's such a tapestry and a warm sound. John's little bass riffs at the end of the choruses create bright highlights of his playing. I love the reverb on the acoustic guitar. The presence is so nice. It fills the space, that hot space, so efficiently with a high and sunny atmosphere, which is, again, a super interesting contrasted against the melancholy of the lyrics. And in the second chorus, when Brian brings in his electric guitar, it's so subtle, but it's very persistent, kind of marches along with those rounded drum sounds. Then the outro begins, and like the intro before it, it persists with trills, layered guitars, cymbals, and pounding drums. The feedback begins to dominate more and more until the chords resolve suddenly, suggesting this very frightening end to the soft reflection of the song. And it's very fitting given the final lyric of the song, which is, and it's dark again. I love this little number. I absolutely love this song. It's such a nice break after the insanity, which is a welcome energy, of course, from Queen, but to have a little shift in tone where we're more reflective, it's more reminiscent of the earlier doing all right. It's just so nice. It's nice. It's lovely and rich and inviting in its warmth and ugh. All of those good things. I wish I had live performances to talk about here because, again, they only did this song one time. But every time this song comes on when I'm listening to it, I have to listen to the whole thing. It's such a delightful little reflection. And I'm really glad it's on their album. I'd be curious to know what additional take efforts sounded like. To hear it in a different light with perhaps different instruments highlighted or maybe the panning was different. The production must have been vastly different than the one that we have here. I would just love to hear those variations. Such a treat, right? But this is what we have. It's beautiful just as it is. And I think you should go listen to it right now. Just go listen to The Night Comes Down. It is a little known track in their catalog. I hardly ever see anyone writing or talking about this song. And maybe that's because it isn't as loud and there are really no elements that are super attention grabbing, you know, but I think the whole of this song is better than the little bits and parts that make it. It's such a magical piece when you put it all together and you realize that the skills and the talents of these guys are what make this track so good then you can kind of go, wow, this thing is great in its own right. Sure, it may not be this big standout track and it was never a single, it was never this massive hit, but these are the gems and the pieces buried within the catalog that not a lot of people know about that truly impress and surprise in the most surprising way. So that is The Night Comes Down. 
And it's kind of nice to sit back and just talk about a chill queen track for a day. But I will be back again next time. It will be track number seven. And it'll be another big shift to, to something that's totally different than what came before it. But that's the way of it with Queen, and I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you guys will stay with me. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we'll be back next time with more awesome Queen Deep Dives. All right, guys. Catch you later.